Hello there, I'm Miranda Gretton and this is Take a Moment with NCHC, the show where we talk to you and your colleagues about experiences that affect you. Listen on your drive between patients or in your downtime, whenever you get the chance to take a moment. I'm Zoe Carroll, I'm AHP Clinical Educator. I'm Carrie Stroud and I am one of the Career Development Facilitators in Talent for Care. We're here today to talk about work experience. So Carrie, tell me about the work experience opportunities that we have in the Trust sort of in general. We reintroduced work experience at the beginning of this year after a really long break following the pandemic, obviously. We opened our applications for two weeks, hoping for a few applications, maybe 10 for us to kind of trial work experience. And we received over 240 applications in those two weeks. So we were a bit overwhelmed, but it was a really positive start. And it showed that there was really a need out there for face-to-face work experience. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we were really, really surprised. And um, it was it was good to see. Some of the other trusts hadn't started their face-to-face work experience yet. So I think, you know, we were slightly ahead of the curve. We definitely followed the James Paget Hospital's model of how they reintroduced it following COVID because it was really important that we followed those um, procedures as well. But it was very enheartening to see how many people wanted to come and join us. So it's open to anybody We do obviously get a lot of young people, so we have the school's work experience the two weeks in July, but then we have older students who are maybe about to apply to university, so they're looking for some face-to-face work experience prior to starting their studies at uni, but we also get people who are unemployed and career changers. And we did find that after the pandemic, we had a lot of people contact us that were interested in changing career, perhaps looking for something a bit more rewarding to what they'd been doing before the pandemic. So we definitely offer opportunities to everybody. I wonder if people know that because my my instinct, I don't know if it's just my sort of dated view on things, but my instinct is that work experience is for young people in high school. So that's really interesting that it can be absolutely anybody at any stage of life. Absolutely. And I think, you know, people do change careers later on in life as well. So you want to know that if you're going to invest perhaps in a university degree, that you're you're making the right decision. So it's really good to get some work experience to back that up. Could you do anything? That's a really good question. So we offer clinical and non-clinical placements. We can offer nursing, IT, HR, medicine to over 18s, admin, physiotherapy, occupational therapy, speech and language therapy, finance. It's one of the things that we promote regularly at careers events at high schools because often people want to go into finance, so they want to be an accountant, so they look for an accountancy firm. But actually, in the NHS, we have over 350 job roles, so we're looking for support staff as well. So they can definitely do non-clinical placements. And we've also created our new introduction to allied health professions placement, which we're talking about today. This might be a very stupid question, but do you get paid for work experience? No, no, it's voluntary only. So it's all about getting that experience so that you can know if you want to come into this profession or not. Yeah, so placements can last anything from two days to two weeks. You mentioned there the Allied Health Professionals Work Experience course. So this is a recent thing that you've set up, isn't it? It's a specific work experience programme for allied health professions. So Zoe, tell me a bit about it, because I don't even really know what an AHP is. So tell me a bit about that role to start with. Absolutely. So there are a number of different AHPs 
within the NHS workforce between sort of 14 to 16, depending on how they're grouped. But we chose to focus primarily on the ones that we have within the trust. So they are dietetics, podiatry, speech and language therapy, physiotherapy and occupational therapy. We did actually work collaboratively with another local trust, the James Paget, and on our second week, we actually had some of their operating department practitioners join us for a couple of hours to share a little bit about what it's like to work as an ODP. So that was a fantastic opportunity for the young people. What's the difference between this one and perhaps some of the other opportunities that we have for work experience? Certainly when I think of work experience, traditionally, we tend to think of work shadowing, don't we, where, you know, perhaps you might be out and about with someone in perhaps a clinical area. The rationale for choosing to approach things a little bit differently were two main different reasons, really. So um, logistically, we're very aware that there is a lot of pressure on our clinical services. We've got a lot of learners, such as students and apprentices within the workplace and a lot of areas that may not be suitable for young people, perhaps potentially quite distressing specialist wards and things where it might not be suitable for someone as young as 14 to um, to be present. But equally, we wanted to give them that opportunity and also to promote some of the lesser known careers. What we found when we received the applications, we had around a quarter that expressed an interest in a an AHP careers. But a lot of those perhaps reference things like physiotherapy and it became quite apparent that perhaps people's understanding of, of what a physiotherapist is, because it's one of the better known ones, maybe wasn't quite wasn't quite accurate. So we took that as an opportunity to um, give people an oversight as to what all of those different professions that, that we have within our trust do and all the different specialisms that you can go into within each of those professions. And that was that was how the concept was born, really. I think it's brilliant because I did a podcast with Susanna Grimes from the podiatry service, as you know, Zoe, and it was it was such an interesting conversation because she was talking about how people think that physiotherapy is this kind of almost like the romantic AHP profession to go into. And, you know, you can go and be a physio in a sports in a sports team or, you know, something like that. And actually, the sort of slightly lesser known uh, profession of podiatry and that you can be a podiatrist on a cruise ship. And there were all these facts that she was telling me. I was like, oh, my God, that's so interesting. And that quite often people don't realize how diverse these professions are they think it's just one thing and actually it can be really broad so I suppose having the opportunity to come in for two weeks say and shadow a podiatrist for example it's enough isn't it to get you just a little glimpse into that world and to break down some of those misconceptions about that profession Absolutely. And I think what we found was that, I mean, we didn't have anybody apply to do podiatry. And really interestingly, when I received the feedback from the week, at the start of the week, we asked people to indicate whether they had heard of the professions or whether they'd ever had an interest in in the profession as a career. Um, And at the start of the week, nobody was interested or was even familiar with podiatry as a career and at the end of the week there was a massive difference with I think it was about 80% of the young people either kind of strongly interested or or certainly sort of up at those high rating scales of, of being interested in that career and and that was really why we wanted to do it no no one was asking to do something like podiatry but then when they get, did get that taster they found that it was actually not what they thought it was. And absolutely, in, in terms of physiotherapy, we found that a lot of people's understanding was very much the, the heavy emphasis on sports. Um, and a lot of the feedback we had was that 
you know, they had no idea that things like respiratory physiotherapy existed. So that was, you know, giving them that better insight as to if they were to go into a career in physiotherapy, what the realities of that might look like. Let me take you back to what you said. We were talking at the beginning um, about what's different about this to another work experience. And you, know, and you said about obviously some things can be quite distressing for a young person to see. So you need to be a bit careful with that. So in terms of this particular course, are they going out as sort of shadowing in the community? Are they going onto the wards? You know, what, what does it look like for a typical day for a work experience person on this scheme? So what we did for this scheme, um, so we had two different cohorts and each were a week long. And what we did is we tried to give them a really good mixture and a really good insight and valuable one-to-one -one time with clinicians. So we did do some shadowing on the wards, but largely we were based at one of our training centres and we actually um, were very spoiled and had the clinicians come to us and they brought with them lots of fantastic presentations about the career and the breadth of specialisms within their career. We had lots of fantastic um, activities that they'd set up, lots of different work tasks. So we were able to do it in quite a safe, contained environment that was going to be suitable for young people, but still giving them that really good breadth. Because the other thing we were mindful of is if you were going to be very new to the professions and you had a very small time shadowing in a particular area, you might only see one specialism of that particular profession. Whereas, for example, with occupational therapy, we had a half day per each of the professions. And for occupational therapy, we had an hour of kind of physical OT and it was able to give the young people an insight into perhaps how closely they might work with other professions like physiotherapy. We had specialist colleagues from the learning disability team come and share a bit about their role and the type of work they do every day, which can look quite different. And then finally, we had um, the stroke team come in. So they were coming and bringing more of a, of a neurological perspective. So within that half day period, the young people were able to see three different specialisms within one profession. And that kind of theme went across all of the all of the professions that we were able to kind of showcase. So we really wanted to bring all our H AHP sorry, professionals together to deliver an interactive experience. So it wasn't like a classroom experience. We didn't want them to sit down and listen to somebody droning on all day and just making notes. We wanted it to be interactive. And I definitely think our clinicians delivered on that. They brought lots of um, equipment with them that they could use and showed them how to use it. And you could see that they got a lot out of that. And I think the aim was for our AHP clinicians in the trust to show students what they do, why they do it, how that makes a difference to the patient, but also how they got into the role themselves, because everybody has taken a different pathway. We've talked about apprenticeships and we've talked about degree pathways as well, but everybody will have come to it in a different way and at a different time in their life as well. So it's really important to show those professions. You may know about a physiotherapist, but did you know there's a therapy assistant if you didn't want to go and do a degree in physiotherapy? So we wanted to talk about that with them as well. And hopefully all the clinicians did do that as part of their, their segment when they turned up. And we tried to incorporate other elements as well as 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 well as just being clinical. So we had um, an AHP from the research team come and join us and talk a bit about her role as a research clinician, because, you know, of course, being an AHP, you don't just have to be clinical. You can go into you can go into research, you can go into education like myself. 
And we also had the comms and marketing team come in as well, because obviously such an important part of our role being kind of smaller professions is that we need to put the word out there. We, we, we need to let people know from a workforce perspective that we exist and what's fantastic about, about our professions. So we it was great having um, the comms team come in and, and talk to the young people about things like their social media and what might appeal to them, how we can spread that word. It gave them an insight into, you know, an, yet another career that you can go into within the NHS. And you mentioned a bit of the feedback there earlier on, but how was the feedback generally? Did they find it valuable? Is it Did it go down well? I'm absolutely delighted to say it did. So at the end of the week, we had quite an in-depth feedback form and people were fantastic at filling it out. And we actually had 100% either agree or strongly agree that they enjoyed the week, that they achieved what they wanted to, that they would recommend it to their friends, that they felt it was well-planned and varied. And also, ultimately, that it made them consider careers that they wouldn't have before. I've got a wonderful quote from one of the attendees here who said, it was really fun and very informative and has made me consider going into other careers that I otherwise wouldn't have heard about if it wasn't for this course. That's really good. So are you going to run it again? I absolutely hope so. We were very keen. It was completely acknowledged that this would be very much a pilot. We weren't sure of the success, but given that the feedback has been so positive, and it was wonderful to hear from our clinicians as well. We had many of our clinicians who kindly participated in the the event said how fantastic it was to be able to share a bit about why they love doing what they do with other people as well. So I absolutely hope that we will be able to do it again. So if you did run it again, how could other NCHNC services get involved in the scheme? The way that we ran it this time is it was very much a pilot and I went out to a lot of my clinical colleagues and asked for volunteers and was delighted that we had so many. I was also very keen to get feedback from our attendees as to anything we could possibly improve upon and a couple suggested that having even more breadth would be really beneficial. So it would be fantastic if we could have even more clinicians, perhaps of different specialities who might be happy to join us. So, for example, the amputee service physiotherapists really kindly came in and did a fantastic session and they suggested that perhaps next time it might be a great idea to have some prosthetists join as well because they work so closely together and you know, prosthetists and orthotists are very much a lesser known profession. So I think that would be absolutely fantastic. And yes, any other specialities who would be happy to be involved? Um, I think anything we can do to really show the breadth of all the different specialisms that you can go into within each of the careers would be absolutely fantastic. And if people are worried about kind of dedicating that time to coming out and taking time away from their day job to come out and talk to the young people, I think it's just so important, isn't it, to think about that proactive way of recruiting, which is essentially what this is. And, you know, we so often wait for people to look on the job boards and apply for a job. But actually, this proactivity is so important, especially for these lesser known careers, but just generally and so taking half a day to come and talk to those young people and plant that seed you're potentially you know if it's a room full of well how many did you have so we had um, six individuals the first week and seven in the second but 
we would happily have a few more because mm. I, I absolutely agree. I think from a workforce perspective, it's it's invaluable to be able to spread the word. I mean, going back to podiatry, you know, having a, a you know a group of thirteen in total, people who haven't even heard of podiatry to then at the end of the week having so many who are seriously interested in it as a career is you know an absolutely invaluable activity for the sake of that of that time and I think fortunately because you know Carrie does so much of the work behind the scenes in terms of the administrative processes and I've been able to do the induction and kind of the the overall facilitation of the week then hopefully that takes a lot of the um, organisational onus away from the clinicians and they're just able to come in and share what's fantastic about their profession. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's it's all about just making that time so that you're planting a seed that will potentially grow us quite a few new clinicians moving forward. So it's definitely worth it. Carrie, what are the opportunities that work experience presents to a young person then? What like why should somebody come and do work experience? Well, I think we've touched on a little bit today that there are over 350 job roles in the NHS. Some of them will be clinical, some will be non-clinical, but it's impossible for us to cover all of those. But I think work experience can give um, young people a chance to look at different healthcare careers and demonstrate the wide opportunities that are there for people. It also helps us get a better understanding of what our future workforce is looking for in terms of employment. And I think we've just touched on how important it is for pipeline into a future workforce. So I think it it starts with work experience. And I think a lot of people probably don't understand that some students will attend work experience and will have met that one person that has made a difference to them that they'll go home and say, I met this amazing person and I want to be this thing now. And I think that's that's so inspirational. And, you know, you could see how much um, the students were getting out of it on the two weeks that we ran it. So we, we definitely would want to do that again. But also for other services, if they wanted to take a collaborative approach. So rather than them having one person shadowing them for a week, they could definitely get on board. I mean, I think this could be applied across the board to nursing, medicine, and even the non-clinical roles. I mean, we have such a massive IT department with different different um, things. You've got build and support services and digital services. They could, they could do a collaborative thing if they wanted. Um, I think it works really well and it really introduces people to careers as a whole rather than one specific career. Because who knows what they want to be when they're 14? Well, exactly. I mean, it's a huge ask, isn't it? Thinking about community healthcare as a whole, then, why is work experience so important for us? You know, we've touched a bit on the fact that people don't know the roles are here, but are there any other benefits to somebody coming in and doing work experience as opposed to sort of just going through an apprenticeship route? For me, I'm aware that a lot of courses have quite high attrition rates so thinking more broadly you know a lot of our a lot of our therapy courses um quite a lot of people don't complete the courses for various reasons certainly speaking from my personal experience when i was at university we had a lot of people leave the course quite promptly because it, it for the reason that it wasn't really what they thought it was so i think that in itself it shows how important it is that young people who are going into these careers really do have that understanding of what the career involves and of course that's not to say they'll get all of that from a, a morning or an afternoon session of course but at least they are getting that taster and we made 
made it at the end of the session. We made sure to tell everybody that this certainly wouldn't stop them from coming on work experience again. So, for example, if they really got a taste for um, dietetics, for example, they could certainly apply again another year and come back and spend more time with the dietitian specifically. So this is really something we hope to be a bit of a springboard to raise the awareness of, of the breadth and the existence even of, of these careers. I think one of the things we wanted to get across is the difference between working in in community as well. Obviously, as a community trust, we know that we often get swallowed up by the hospital, as as people call the NNN, and not realise that we're here or what we do. So it's a chance for us to promote what we do and why community services are really important. We're definitely up against what I always call the 24 hours factor because no one's going to make a TV programme about 24 hours in community physio. And so these professions, we see this at careers events a lot. People come up to us, I want to be a paramedic. I want to be a midwife. Because those are the TV programmes that are on. It all looks exciting. That's what they think they want to do. But no one ever talks about podiatry and dietetics and things like that. So we wanted to get those across and, and just promote those a bit more, but also working in the community and what we do as a trust and how we differ from acute trust. Also, at the end, when we get feedback, we always try and um, capture that any future goals or aspirations they have. So if they say they're interested in an apprenticeship, we definitely want to get in touch with them, talk about what's available. And actually, those sort of things have already come to fruition. So we had somebody on a nursing placement doing work experience and they have applied successfully for our healthcare assistant apprenticeship, which begins in September. So that experience made a real difference to them and solidified their desire to come and work into healthcare. And they, they loved their week. So they were like, no, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be. Thank you for listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.